I want to call this, I choose to follow faithful Abraham. I choose to follow in his steps. Now, our Heavenly Father is absolutely number one. Amen? But God has anointed certain people that you and I can follow closely. And the Bible says that we're not to be sluggish, not to be lazy, but we are to be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And Abraham inherited some awesome, wonderful promises. He is known as the father of faith. He did not receive nor was righteousness imputed unto him because of the works of the law, but because he believed and he trusted God. In Romans 4, in verse 11, it says, And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had been not been circumcised, though he, that he might become the father of all them that believe. One translation says that Abraham is the spiritual father to all of those who have faith. You are all the children of Abraham by faith because you have faith in Jesus Christ. He is the father of all of us who made the choice to live by, to walk by, and to regulate our lives by faith. Amen? Now notice in verse 12 of Romans 4, it says, And the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision, but who also walk, now notice, in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. Notice with me the word steps there. The word steps is footprint, track, footsteps, Metaphorically, it means to imitate the example of. So Abraham is an example of faith for us to follow and to track his steps and to walk just like he walked. Amen. Now in verse 12 it says, Therefore, or verse 16, Therefore it is of faith, everyone say it is of faith, that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to that which is of the law, but also that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So, Abraham's faith is legendary. He'll always be known for his faith. And he will always be held up as an example for us to follow. And my, what an example he gave us. You know, there was a day before he became Abraham, the father of many nations, that the father, God, said to Abram or Abram, that I have made you the father of many nations. I mean, this is years and years and years before Isaac was born God is a God who calls those things which be not as though they were. Amen. Now, Abraham had absolutely lost his stride when you talk about having children. In other words, Barry White was not playing in the tents any longer. Let's get it on. 
I know that sounds funny, but you can handle it. In Romans 4 and verse 18, all natural hope was gone. It says, who against hope believed in hope. Now get this. When all natural hope was gone, Abraham switched over into the God kind of hope. You see, he had a firm foundation for him to stand on because God said, you're the father of many nations. But then Abraham needed to make the choice to take what God had said and believe in hope confidently and expectantly for God to bring the manifestation of it to pass. See, that's what who against hope believed in hope means. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. Has God spoken anything to you? Have you heard from heaven? Have you opened up the B-I-B-L-E and received one of the exceeding great and precious promises? Amen? Raise your hands if you have. Well, that's your firm foundation. So we don't lose hope, but we stay in faith and we stay in hope because we have a word from heaven. Now, Abraham, just because he had the word, had to walk the word out. And that's important for us to realize. See, all of the promises of God are yes. And they are amen, indeed, right? But it's up to us to take the promises and to live the promises and to walk in the promises so that the promises of God will be fulfilled in our lives. And part of what Abraham did is he had to come against the flesh. He had to come against his natural physical senses. Notice with me in verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, who was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he didn't consider those things, but he considered what God had said. Amen. Now notice with me in verse 20. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I submit to you that him considering not his own body and staggering not at the promise of God through unbelief were awesome. But he took it a step further and he grew stronger in faith day by day, day by day, by giving glory to God. Listen, my brothers and sisters, giving glory to God before the manifestation happens honors God. And what it does, it shows that you are strong in faith. Is anybody interested in getting strong in faith? I submit to you, those that are strong in praise. Those that are strong in worship. Those that are strong in thanksgiving are those that are strong in faith. And your praise and your worship comes before the throne of God as a sweet-smelling savor, and the Bible says it is well-pleasing to Him. Now get this, it's well-pleasing to Him when we live by faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So you take your walk of faith, and you honor God, and you worship God, and you give glory to God 
Oh man, does he get pleasure out of that. Look at your neighbor and say, let's please the Father by living in praise and living in worship every day of our lives. Now notice with me in verse 21. And being fully persuaded at what he had promised. He was not partially persuaded. He was fully persuaded. I believe this, that Abraham had to remind himself of what God said continuously. I believe that Abraham needed to rehearse and to repeat what God had said. Because there was a time element between what God said and before Isaac was born. And so it behooves us then to rehearse and to say and repeat what God has said concerning our situation and concerning our circumstances. But somebody said, now, Pastor Mark, that, that was Abraham. That was Abraham. Well, did you know that you're cut out of the same cloth as Abraham? As a matter of fact, you're a chip off the old block. You know, when I say that, I think of my young, uh, oldest son, John. John is an assistant pastor down in, in, uh, in uh, Santa Monica, and he's preaching four times today down there today. And uh, John is the exact imprint of Mark. I mean, when he was born, it was just like looking at me. Man, he was a handsome baby. (laughs) You talk about good looking. But you see, you and I, we're cut out of the same cloth as Abraham. So he says, well, give me some scripture. I'm glad you asked. Isaiah 51. Verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 51 verse 1 and 2 says this. Listen to me, all you who hope for deliverance, all you who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yeah, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him, But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. Hallelujah. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. Somebody says, stop that. That is so corny. I am one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right arm, Father. All right. Since you be Christ. Then you are Abraham's seed. And you are an heir according to the promises. Now in Isaiah 51, verse 1 and 2, these are mining terms. What this is saying is that your faith, our faith, comes out of the same faith vein as Abraham. In other words, we're cut out from the same rock. Listen, folks, what you and I are cut out from is a whole lot more precious than diamonds. Now, I know you ladies love your diamonds. But those diamonds can't compare to what you've been cut out from. It's more precious than diamonds. It's more precious than gold. And how many of you know that faith is precious to God? Oh, it's God honoring when you choose to live by faith. Say with me, I'm a faith talker. I'm a faith walker. I'm a faith believer. And I am a faith receiver. 
just like Abraham. See, we have the same spirit of faith as Abraham had. We have the same spirit of faith as David had. You and I have it on the inside of us. Amen. And so our text says then that we are to walk in those steps of faith. Now here's what steps do. Steps reveal the progressive development of our walk with God. You see, as God says something to us through His Word or by His Spirit, and as we take that step, each step develops us. And as we take the next step, it develops us more. Now, I know if you're like me, you'd like to get down here. You'd like to see the finished product. But God doesn't work like that. I submit to you this morning, He who began a good work in you. Come on, somebody. He will complete it. He will perform it until He returns. So I encourage you to take step by step by step by step by step and you will get to the place that God has for you. And not only that, but you can enjoy each step along the way. Amen? Oh, I think that's pretty good preaching today. You see, if you're like me, see, sometimes I like my walk with God to be about leaps. You know? I like it to be about leaps. But our text, again, is through faith and patience we inherit the promises. So this walk, and Abraham's walk, was about steps. Now, this is important for me to to mention this. Just hearing about faith does not develop our faith. In James chapter 1 and verse 22, can anyone quote to me what James 1.22 says on this side? But be doers of the word and what? Can anyone quote it over here? But be what? Doers of the word and not hearers only. Now let's say it all together. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. You got the whole thing. So faith comes by hearing. But faith is activated by doing. Faith comes by hearing, but it is activated by doing. For those of you that have not yet made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you do believe that He died for you, don't you? Do you believe that He rose from the dead? Well, you're just one step away from the miracle of the new birth. Because the Bible says, for with the heart man believeth, right? But with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The words of your mouth are the releasing of the actions of what you believe in your heart. And if you've not yet done that today, we're going to lead you to Jesus today. 
I'm telling you this morning, folks, there's a miracle in your mouth. Now, here's what James in 2 and verse 17 says in the Amplified. It says, so also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up. By itself, it is destitute of power, inoperative, and it is dead. We could say it this way. Faith without corresponding actions is dead being alone. I love the quote of Lillian B. Yeomans, a great quote. She said this, God delights in His children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet but the Word of God. Amen. So folks, as you believe the Word, as you say the Word, as you act on the Word, the power of the Word is released to bring it to pass in your life. Say it with me. I have faith in the power of God. The power of God is released in my life as I hear the word, as I believe the word, and as I declare the word. Hallelujah. Faith is acting on what you have heard. Faith is acting on what you Believe. Amen. Now here's the question. The question is, okay, where did Abraham then get this faith? Where did Abraham learn this faith from? Well, we know the answer. We know he got it from God himself. And we see the beginnings of it in Genesis chapter 12. Notice with me in verses 1 through 4 of Genesis, the 12th chapter. Let's go back to the book of beginnings just for a moment. Amen. All his promises are yes and amen. Now notice in verse 1. It says, Now the Lord God had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that, what will? Notice with me, God is not going to show him the land until he gets out. See, we want to see the land first. And then we might go. But God's M.O. is not that way. God's M.O. is, you get out, you obey what I said, and as you take that step, I'm going to show you something. Amen. That, my friends, is faith. Has God ever spoken to you and instructed you to do something that didn't quite make sense to your, 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 you know, your brain? It didn't make sense. But here's what we do. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And we refuse to lean to our own understanding. In all of the ways, all of our ways, we acknowledge Him and He's going to direct our paths. So He says, get out and I'm going to show you something. There's something else we see in this verse and that is this, that faith starts with God saying something to us. Faith starts with Him saying something to you. Notice with me in verse 2. And I will make of thee a weak nation. No, God, when His plans are 
prescribed to us, it's always great. He says, I'm going to make to you a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make you a blessing. The Amplified says, I'm going to bless you. And in blessing you, you will be able to dispense blessing to other people. And verse 3 says, And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Oh man, I saw something in the first service. When we walk in the steps of faithful Abraham like he did, not only shall your family be blessed, amen, but I believe your distant relatives can be blessed. Come on, somebody. Does anybody have any in-laws or outlaws that need blessing? You start walking in the blessing of God, the blessing of the Lord will overtake you, and then the blessing of the Lord will begin to flow through you. Not only to your children, but to your children's children. Aunts and uncles. Amen. Nieces and nephews. I believe for a revival in the Thomas household. I'm believing for a revival in my nieces and my nephews. I declare not a one of them is going to go to hell. But each and every one of them are going to call on the name of the Lord and they're going to be saved. Household salvation. But now notice, here's the point. I'm going to bless those that bless you and curse them that curse you. But in these shall all families of the earth be blessed. Notice in verse 4. So... Abraham, what did he do? Well, he stayed around for about three months. No, 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 no. He departed. As, here's an important point. As the Lord had spoken to him. What if Abraham would have departed without a word from heaven? Abraham would have been on his own. My brothers and sisters... We do not want to be on our own in this day, in this hour. Have you discovered this world is a very, very volatile place? This world in which we live in is very, very unstable. So we want to depart and we want to do what the Lord is telling us to do, not what our flesh wants to do. You remember the old uh, ad for American Express? Don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without a word from heaven. Don't start that ministry without a word from God. Don't leave that church without a word from God. Don't take that promotion 60 miles away thinking you're going to find a church unless you have a word from God. See, the only way that Abraham departed and would depart is he had a word from heaven. And there's a lot of faith failures and a lot of people hitting the rocks and making shipwreck with their walk of faith because even though they're great people, they're good people, they think up and they imagine things that God told them to do. When God no more told them to do that, then I landed on Mars 10 minutes ago. Our faith 
must be based on something solid. The solid foundation of God's Word. The solid foundation of the Holy Spirit's leading. You could meddle a while, but I better move on. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. See, the acid test of faith is obedience. If you be willing and what? If you be willing and obedient, what are you going to eat? You're going to eat beans and cornbread the rest of your life. Well, if beans and cornbread are the good of the land for you, so be it. But I like a little steak with my beans. I like a little cheese on my burrito. Oh, never mind. Amen. So the truth of the matter is this. Is when you're walking in those steps of Abraham, you're walking in obedience. But not only that, you get excited about what God's told you to do. Is anybody excited about the future? You'll not get excited about the future if you watch MSNBC, Fox, CNN. I mean, you're not going to get excited. All it will paint is a dark picture. But when you look into the law of liberty, which is perfect, it always paints you a bright picture. Listen, our future is bright in Christ Jesus. And we need to be excited about our walk with God. You know, I remember Brother Hagen many, many years ago, he used to do a uh, healing school down at Ramah. And Brother Keith Moore, he was under his tutelage, and there was someone else sitting next to Brother Keith that day. And you know, 2.30 in the afternoon's a tough time to grab the attention of some of the saints. <laughs> Especially after lunch. And there, there, was a, there was a Mexican restaurant across the street at Ramah, it was called the Monterey House. It's not there anymore, but it was across the street. And uh, man, I tell you what, you could get ballistically full for $3.95. I mean, you, whew, you could be fuller than gospel. How many of you remember Den Denny's? One ninety nine? Are you out of your mind? Well, this is three ninety five, and it was buco food, right? So Brother Hagin's teaching. Now, he's a prophet, you know. When the prophet speaks, you ought to at least do what Menon said. Wake up. I needed that. But Brother Moore and this other guy, their eyes are fluttering. And they're about to nod out. Just like some of you right now. And you haven't even been to the Monterey house. And they're about falling asleep. Brother Hagin walked right up next to him. He said... Kicked him in the shoe. Said, get excited, boys. Get excited. He says, because that's when the word of God will begin to work for you. I got a word for you, heart of the bay. Get excited. Stir yourself up. Act on what you believe. Hear the word. Do the word. Praise in the word. Shout in the word. And the word of the Lord will work on your behalf because all of the promises of God are yes and amen 
Whew. I got to remind myself, myself, selves, all three of me. I don't know if I should tell this joke or not. This happened because the pastor thought that the lady was joking, and we don't make fun of anything like this, but it's kind of funny. She said, uh, at the back door, knew. She said, well, she said, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to become part of the church. Is it all right now? I, I deal with multiple personalities. He thought she was kidding. And she says, it's okay that I come. He says, yeah, do they all tithe? <laughs> now that is wrong. That is really wrong. Scratch that. <laughs> she said yes and amen. <laughs> oh, I, I mean nothing by that. The acid test of your faith is obedience. The question is this, will we do what he's asked us to do? Will we do it? Will we actually do what we're led to do? Or will we bury it in the ground like the person buried that talent in the ground and did nothing with it? I submit to you, the Lord wants to do the exceeding abundantly above all that you can dare ask or think. Yes. But it is according to God's power and the actions of your obedience that go along with it. Yeah. Put your hand over your heart and say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To, your to your will and to your ways. To your ways. I purpose in at my heart to obey, you. to obey you. I'm willing, I'm willing. to do your word. And I thank you for helping me to do it in Jesus' name. Do we trust him enough? The answer is yes. Can we walk in those steps? We can. And we will. In closing this morning, I didn't want to bring a long Father's message to you, day's message to you. But these last five minutes are extremely important. So everybody got your ears on? We're walking in the steps of faithful Abraham. He is and forever will be known for his faith. But there's something else that Abraham will forever be known for... And it is his faithfulness. Faith means that Abraham trusted God. Faithful means that God trusted Abraham. We want both of those in our lives. We can't live without trust. In him we live and move and have our being. We trust him to get up in the morning, right? Some of you really trusted him. Hallelujah. We can't live without trust. 
But what God wants to do in our lives requires us to be faithful so that God can trust us with his plan, which is beyond your intellect and beyond your mind. Say it with me. Faith means that I trust God. My faithfulness means that God will trust me. In Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 8, just the first few words of that verse, Nehemiah 9, 8 says, And God found his heart faithful. Therefore he made a covenant with him. The voice translation says, In him you found a true heart, a heart devoted to you. Young's literal translation says, And didst find his heart steadfast before thee. The NLT says, When he had proved himself faithful. And the message says that Abraham was steady and he was true. He found his heart faithful. He saw a man that he knew he could trust. Now many of you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. How that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And before that God came down to view and to look over Sodom and Gomorrah, he dropped by Abraham's tent to have a conversation with his covenant man. And in Genesis chapter 18, in verse 17, here it says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing then that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all of the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. For I know him. You know, it's good for us to know God, but it's another thing for God to know us. To God to know us to the degree that He can trust us. Amen? God said, I know Him. What do you know about Him? I know that He will command His children and His household after Him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. And here's what I saw when I was meditating on this word the other day, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Get it, my brothers and sisters. Directly connected for God to bring to pass the things that he had spoken to Abraham was not just him considering not his own body. It was not just him staggering at the promise of God through unbelief. It was not just him giving glory to God, but it was Abraham conducting himself in an integral way before his children and before his household, commanding them to keep the way of the Lord. Heads of household. And I know that not every head of household here today is a dad. But listen very carefully. Heads of households, moms and dads, don't forget to get your children in the Word. Don't forget to get your children in church. When our boys were little boys, it was not negotiable for them not to go to church. 
Well, somebody says, they had to go to church because you were the pastor. Well, I know a lot of pastors that kids didn't go to church. Listen, how you carry yourself, the level of integrity that you walk in, the amount of character that you show among your children will imprint them and impact them for a lifetime. I'm proud of my kids. I almost lost one of them. But we did our very best to bring him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And when he was older, though the devil tried to take him out, he came back, he didn't depart, and today he's serving God. But if Brenda and I just decided to smoke weed in front of them, we don't smoke weed, much less in front of them. You know, if I decided just to have a little porn on the side, after a little porn won't hurt. No, that's the devil, man. If we didn't live our life by the grace of God, and we didn't, we're not perfect. By no means are we perfect. But by the grace of God, we were able to live our lives before them in a right way. So he said, but pastor, I, I just got born again. You know... Dear Lord, time's wasted, time's passed. Listen, thus saith the Lord, God can restore the years that the enemy has ripped you off of. God can bring your children from the north, the south, the east, and the west. He can bring them from afar. Don't you ever give up on your kids. Don't you ever give up on your covenant that you have with God. But today, you can live right. Today we can be right. Today we can be men and women of character. Men and women who not only say what we say, but mean what we say and do what we say. I think I just heard the choir. I think I just heard the choir singing, Amen. Amen. Sometimes you don't have a good voice. Hush, I'm preaching, not you. (laughs) But I want you to see this, guys. God wants to bring some things into your life. The question I have for you, has God spoken some things to you? You got 66 books of God's promises. They are yes and they are amen. Let's look at that verse in closing one more time. For I know him that he will bring his children and his household after him. And they're going to keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And it became so clear to me as I was meditating on this. Here's what I believe the Lord said. How we conduct ourselves with our loved ones positions us to receive all the Lord has spoken of us. We looked at several steps today. How many of you are excited about following the faith of Father Abraham? Amen.